Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Real Talk NYC Real Estate Podcast with John and Jonathan. See, I'm, I'm purposely yes, talking good. like this, you know, because know, you're, you're uh, like we a, love got your radio these voice mics. On. And we're going to talk about what happened in the state of the New York City real estate market this month. We've kind of seen a continuing trend, which is not, not a great trend for the business, for transactions happening, et cetera. But there's still contracts being signed. We had 797, according to Corcoran's tally. One statistic that we looked at or just tracking was year over year, month by month, 2021 versus right. 2022. Mm -hmm. And being down 43% is the biggest drop year over year. The trend that we've seen as we've gotten further into the year is we're negative, uh, you know, 20 in the 20s for those two months. And now we're in the 40s the last two months. What would you attribute that to? Well, I think um, we did get through the midterms, but I think that still pulled attention as October and November were, were sort of the, uh, the last months before those got figured out. And I think we've got some exhaustion out there from both buyers and sellers, days on market. Separate from the statistic, a lot of apartments are still sitting there Correct. and not selling. Mm -hmm. So they're not locked into that statistic yet. A lot of sellers are exhausted and they've just pulled their apartments off the market, which is always typical right before the holidays, right before Thanksgiving, and then right right before Christmas and Hanukkah and such. People pull them off and we wait till the spring season, February, March, to put them back on. I know for us in particular, we did a, we did more this year. We took more off this year than what we have in previous. So I think that exhaustion, getting past the midterms and now coming into the holidays, last year we still had not everybody doing everything that they would normally do because COVID was still fresher in the mind. I think a lot of people this year are back to business as usual when it comes to spending time with the family. And I think that's pulled more attention away from real estate. The good thing is we've had statistics that are showing signs of uh, a cooling of inflation. Mm -hmm. So that's good. So we have some things pointing in the right direction. Inventory has not moved much at right. all. At 68.38, that's what we have our as our total going into December or being in December. That's low inventory. If anything, that's, in my opinion, helping to uh, keep our market stabilized. Yeah. And uh, so there's not a heck of a lot of apartments it's on the market. It's keeping prices stabilized. It's keeping the prices stabilized. Yes. Because there's not a lot of options and there's less buyers to go after those individual listings. So it keeps some competition out there, which we still hear dribs and drabs of you know, multiple bids on apartments and that's such. That's right. So that's helping. If we had 11,000 apartments on the market right we'd, now, we'd, we'd be, be in a different place. We'd have a place. different place. Yeah. That's correct. I do think that it's important that if we look at how the numbers have pulled back this fall, particularly October and November, and we have to look at, well, what's really going on here? And I think the number one case of pausing are the intense increase in interest rates. It's a confluence of factors, but the interest, rate, interest rates for the first-time buyers, it is far more expensive to buy apartment in Manhattan than what it was in January and February of this past year. Yeah. And so buyers are adjusting to that. I had a, a buyer who found me on the podcast who, and I sent him something that was reduced, a one-bedroom home, and his, very, his point was, I don't want to buy anything in this kind of real estate or in this interest rate market. When I started selling real estate, it was coming down from 9% yeah. back in the late 90s. That's a sense of perspective. But people that are that are used to these 2 and 3% interest rates are receiving a very big shock. So it's going to take a little bit of time, I think, to, to flush through our marketplace. Yeah. And let's hope 
that the rates are not going to be going up in upwards back towards 9%. But I think that it's an incredibly good time for buyers to look in this marketplace because hesitancy breeds opportunity for the buyer. Yeah, absolutely. And the other silver lining there is, yes, interest rates have gone up. Costs you more to borrow that money, but rents are also still significantly up. Over the last couple of months, we've seen a softening of that rental market. That's right. I think we started to talk about last, last month. It'll be interesting to see how soft that market gets. Because when we talk about a 30, you know, some 30, 40% increases in rent from, say, early 2021 to let's call it summer this past summer, a few months ago, that's a big uptick when you're looking at rent versus buy uh, evaluation. The buy is still a good option, especially if you have the right situation. Primary user for, you know, five to 10 years outlook of whole time. I, I still think I'm still a big believer in buying. And, you know, as we've said many times, we won't know for six months. Six months in the rearview mirror, then we know what happened. And I have a feeling that when we get to the middle of next year, people are going to be saying, you know what? I wish I would have bought at the end of 2022. That's just my gut on it. But it's hard to, it's, could we be wrong? Absolutely. Given all the factors, and we've been in this for a while, and you see all the the competing factors that, that, that play a large role in our, in our market, I think we're going to see pied-à-terre buyers come back to, to a significant mm-hmm. degree. I think we're going to see international buyers, we'll see um, foreign purchasers. That's, that's a little bit trickier um, to gauge for me. But I think if interest rates start to come down, which I think they're expecting interest rates to come down, that's what we hear from, from bankers that we work with. I think all of that will I hope. is hopefully setting us up for a a robust spring market. We're going to have a lot of inventory coming on the market, not necessarily new inventory. So there's going to be a lot of inventory. All that inventory that was taken off, a lot of that's going to come back on the market after the holidays and, and as we get into the spring season. I think there's always exhaustion both in having your apartment on the market and holding off from putting your apartment on the market. So those sellers, I think, are going to be like, okay, as long as interest rates hold or start to, if, if they start to come down, people will start to list their apartments um, because people will only wait so long before they do and like move on with their life. That's right. That okay, they have let's to just wait it. and see what happens and give it some time. Oh, the holidays are coming. Let's talk about the spring and blah, blah, blah. Correct. And yeah. we have a number of new listings that are going to be hitting the market in the spring. So plus the ones that we took off that we'll be putting back on. So I just feel like these this level of inventory, it's too low to maintain, in my opinion, unless I, something I more agree. significant happens to keep it there. If we look at what's transpired in November, it's very, very similar to what the the level of business that was being done in 2019. Yeah. So even though we've seen a serious pullback from last year, this is not a dire real estate market. Uh, I think that's very, very important, particularly as you really clearly talked about, the low level of inventory. Yes, we've seen the rates come up, so that's created a pause, but then we have high inflation numbers, so people will tend to say, hey, let's take it out of the stock market, let's put it into a hard asset. Mm -hmm. So there's this 
constant push and pull in our marketplace. We're in a period of, I'm hoping, coming through this in 2023, that it's going to be a stronger real estate market. I think we need to we need to see stabilization in the rates that we do not continue to move upward in 2023. If we can see stabilization, I think that the market's going to stabilize and we're going to have a really robust 2023. Yeah, one of the keys is the Fed getting it right, which they never do. So they just increase the the rate again. You know, we'll see what kind of effect that has has on the mortgage interest rates, but they almost always overshoot. I think one way to sum it up is as all these factors are happening for a particular buyer or seller to make a move in this type of a market, it just gets more and more situational. It's not like, it's not opportunistic. It's not, it's, it's what's my situation? Does it make sense to sell? Right. You know, and that's always a factor, but if it's a really strong seller's market, people will be like, yeah, let's just sell it. Cause now's the time to sell it. If they, if they have that feeling, if that's right. what's going on in the market. All the more reason to do what, John? To use a seasoned real estate broker, but even a See team. How I brought that back? Absolutely <laughs> no, but I'm I am so serious. I have new buyers that I have met in the past week, and I have built a case to work with a really seasoned real estate broker because if somebody wants to buy a piece of real estate, is there ever a bad time in New York City? No. If you're buying a home and you you're looking out like that five to ten year plan and you have somebody in your ball court that really understands the apartments, understands the values, and is able to negotiate this past week, clear example, you negotiated a very good deal. In the past two months or a past month, we had listings that had come down in price to a point where the the market viewed it as a value and we had two different apartments go to contract. And, and at all different a, price points. All different price I mean, points. We've done all different price points in the last couple of months. So well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think upper Manhattan continues to outpace this market. Yeah. And upper Manhattan, what is the one word that people think of when they think of upper Manhattan? Value. Value yeah. is the key. Yeah. The apartments are much cheaper. I had dinner with a client who's a friend last night and we were talking about doing a 1031 exchange and I said, well, we're going to find you maybe something up in upper Manhattan where your money's going to go a lot further. So, yeah. And it was good talking to you, John. As always, always great to talk to you, Mr. Conlon. I look forward to December podcast. Happy in holidays. January. Happy holidays to our audience. Yes, we love you all. We'll see everybody in the new year. Thank you so much for being a great part of um, our, our monthly podcast. Yeah. And we love you. We thank you for your support. Be healthy, safe, and most of all, remain in gratitude. Have a great holiday season. We'll see you in the new year. Thanks for watching or listening to the Real Talk NYC Real Estate Podcast. If you want to find us online or sign up to get our monthly and quarterly market stats, come on over to our website, gestasticconlinteam.com. Or you can find us on all social media with the handle at Gestaskaconlantine. If this show was helpful, entertaining, or informative, consider telling friends and family or leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss our next episode, and we'll see you next time.